Hey guys, I just wanted to preface this podcast. I had some audio ducking issues on my side, so you're going to hear me cut in and out. I tried to fix it in post and I wasn't able to, so I just wanted to put this preface in there before the podcast that my audio is going to be a little bit wonky. Sorry about that and hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to another episode of the Special Friends Podcast, Long Time No See. It's been a while, I know, because I be slacking. It's all right. <laughs> we trying to make it work. We trying to get consistent. Um, hope you guys have been good. Um, yeah, today got one of my good friends, OG friends. Like, like, I'm trying to think how far back it goes. I think, obviously, Seven before grade. high school. Yeah, we was in um. A computer class again. We did tournament of technology. I think that was our eighth grade year. Got to Miss Abel. Mm-hmm. Shout out Miss Abel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. So like seventh grade, like switches. That's like I think met Jeremy when we were first when I first got into like going to the same set of schools. Like before that, every year was a different school, different school, different school. Before that, I went to a school called Rio Vista. Everybody from Fresno should know. Rio Vista then went to Pratt? No. Tanaya. Yeah, Tanaya. Tanaya, seventh grade. And my he was in computer science class where we did absolutely nothing in that class. Nothing. Bro, we learned how to play <laughs> games. We learned how to make games in that class. Bro, remember that little eight bit game when people made the yes. Dragon Ball Z game? What was that called? Yes. Uh, Scratch or something like that? It was, it was pre-Mugen. It was definitely, it was basically Mugen, but... No, yeah, 100%. Like, it was wild. But it was actually pretty, was pretty cool. Yeah, it was actually pretty dope, yeah. We had transformations, different characters. But yeah, this is uh my boy Jeremy. Legend. Yo, yo. Fastest guy back in the day. <laughs> but... I tried. I have my ups <laughs> and downs, but, you know, I tried. <laughs> Um, welcome to the podcast. How you feeling today? Ah, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm pretty good. Awesome day so far. Real, real easy. Real mellow. Um, you know, just taking it easy. How about you, big dog? Happy belated birthday. I'm good. Oh, thank you, thank you. You know, big two six. Shout two out six. to two six, Marcus. You know, <laughs> Marcus. Big shout out to Marcus. Yeah, his birthday is in February too. For real? Ironically, yeah. I remember Bering he's gang. an Aquarius also. So. Bering gang. Birthday to that man when hopefully I see him soon. I message him every once in a while. Shout out to Marcus. But yeah, I've been been good. Got through the day. Now we're here. You know, I'm happy. I'm just happy to be on the pod, honestly. I love I love podcasting. I mean, you said you listened to us, so I'm pretty sure you could hear, but <sighs> I love pod. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Yep. This is this is what I like and I'm doing it. But on the Special Friends podcast, sometimes I forget, but I'm trying to remember. Always ask the question: What makes someone a friend to you? you no. Know, well, since you're a new guest on the podcast, I'm gonna ask you: What makes a what makes someone a friend for you? Like, what's important? Um, I know I've been actually thinking about this question for like I don't know, probably like a week now, and um. Honestly, what makes a friend for me is like someone who can, I guess, relate 
to my struggle, essentially. <clears throat> but not only relate to my struggle, but is willing to do something about it. You know what I mean? Because I think there's a lot of friends that uh, I've grown up with in the past where I've made, I've definitely made more effort than they did. And I just included them as my friend because I like that person. Mm. But I think as for me now, as like an adult, it's more of like, we're the same person and I'm willing to like, you know, extend a hand. And if you're, you know, if it's the same, if it's like reciprocating, you know what I mean? Then it's, it's easier to accept that person because we're like in the same boat, same gutter, same, you know, trying to make it. So like, eh, I think that's, that's a good friend for me. Like even just a, a, a random person at the gas station who's just working a day-to-day life and I can, you know, chop it up with them for like five, 10 minutes and it just enhances my day, makes me happier. I, I would count that man as a friend. But there's also, of course, you know, a tier list of friends, like, you know, close friends, you know, best friends, yada, yada, yada. But for the basis of what makes a friend a friend, yeah, what makes a friend a friend, someone who can relate and is, you know, helpful, I guess. So I want to, I want to, I want to piggyback on that, on that now, because like, I want to know, like, where does that come from? That's not, that's not a, you, there is no usual answer, you know, everybody dictate who's their friend who they qualify as a friend but i'm like what what about having like what about that makes you like what what about that is important to you just the fact they can relate and understand or it's it's more of a like a like a safety thing in a way like i'm not gonna do nothing to you and you're not gonna do nothing to me type thing like it's hard to explain. Like when I go to a gas station, you know, I meet the the clerk for the first time, you know, I try and be, you know, as nice as possible. Cause I know I'm going to see him again, probably tomorrow or, you know, another time, you know? Yeah. So I'm not going to make a, a bad impression and be extremely rude or, you know, whatnot, but you know, I'm going to do my absolute best. So that way the next time when I see him, you know, it's good terms. And then yeah. from there, you know, if, if he extends and he wants to ask me questions like, oh, how your day was and things like this, you know, that's that's how we develop, you know, a good friendship relationship, essentially. Yeah. Interesting. And like okay. if anything were to happen to him or to the store or whatever, whatnot, you know, like, I, you know, I wouldn't mind being making like, you know, a civilian's arrest or whatever, whatnot. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like a mutual respect yeah. <laughs> because I, I remember yeah. when I used to work outside and I had my phone stolen from me and. I had, you know, I had a lot of respect for the students that were there on campus. And some of the students had actually came back and told me like, oh, you know, the guy that you let, you know, use your phone, he actually just left. And I was like, oh, wow. So I, they allowed me to use their phone to call my boss, you know, my grandmother, my mom was my boss at the time to yeah. let them know, oh, yeah, you know, I just got my phone stolen. <clears throat> but like, you know, I think people like that who will show like, I'm not going to hurt you or, you know, I'm here in the same boat. I'm here to help helpful you know i think those are good people and good people i will always count them as my friend like that answer honestly i think that's a solid answer that's what's up i'm kind of jealous i feel like my i feel like when i gave my friend answer it was weak i gotta i gotta reevaluate i gotta reevaluate what i consider a friend i mean i don't i mean i think you know this better than anybody i don't have a lot of it's a lot of people that i i i like but I, don't, I wouldn't say I have a lot of friends. There's not a lot of people that I continually try to reach out to. Yeah. Not at all. 
Interesting. I totally, I totally get what you mean, and that's what I mean by like there's like kind of like a tier list. Like my very, 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 very close friends. You know, I'm I'm very trash with like connecting and staying connected with <laughs> them, but. <laughs> Uh, you would you would be surprised on a day to day basis how often I think about like my childhood best friends, you know, people I've grown up with, on a day to day basis. Just thinking about them, like uh, I wish that like you know there was more time in a day for me, you know, shoot a message. But I already know that I'm not going to be able to uphold the conversation, so I'd rather you know just shoot a hope your day as well than uh, how what you're doing type of thing. You know what I mean? That's real. Yeah, I feel that. I, but, mean, I mean, I've been there 100. percent Yeah. But I just think, like, you know, as we get older, I think, uh, well, as I get older, I, I definitely see myself making more of an effort to reconnect, rekindle some relationships I had with, you know, my past friends. Because, you know, as I get older, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more lonely, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get, I get that. Well, I, I think that's the thing, too, especially, like, we'll get into one of these topics soon, but it's like, I'm writing an article right now about parasocial relationships. So to mm-hmm. give the to give the short end of the stick, a parasocial relationship is basically um, a one sided relationship that you have with either a fictional person or someone you've never met. And all the information you get from them is through media. So basically, like you know, if you get all your information on Kim Kardashian from their show and on the tabloids and stuff like that, like that's a parasocial relationship because you know you have like you feel like you have some form of camaraderie with that person but you never met them they don't even know who you are mm-hmm. um so as i was doing research on it it's like the parasocial parasocial relationships are normal and they're actually i wouldn't i don't want to go as far as say they're needed i would have to do more research but i would say they're very beneficial and it's a good thing to have them but the problem that we're having today is that parasocial relationships are supposed to complement um regular relationships and instead they're like replacing them. So like some people will like love 50 cents so much that instead of like having friends that they share their love of 50 cent for, they just continue to like look up stuff about 50 cent, like kind of like indulging that, listen to his rap and like whatever. And like every article and stuff like that. And like, they kind of like get obsessed with that. And then you multiply that by having people they do that with. And then Mm -hmm. like the era with like streaming and stuff like that, like, there's people who are in that position where they're like higher levels of depression, higher levels of feeling lonely and whatnot, because they don't have like when that screen is off or they don't have that access, a stimulus, they, a stimulation. Yeah, yeah. They don't have, like, that's it. So like, I, I definitely feel that like having more personal relationships that you can actually reach out and touch is important, especially as you get older. Like, I was thinking about like, I mean, obviously I'm like, I'm going to turn 26 in February too. So just thinking about marriage and whatnot, I'm like, I was really thinking, I was like, who am I invite to my wedding? <laughs> like, how do I even contact some of the people that I want to invite that I haven't talked to in a while? Yeah. That's and how would you even go about that? Like you care enough to invite them, but it's like, you didn't care enough to maintain and like the lives. It's like, I, I feel that same way. Like, I want to, I want to hit some people up, but then I don't want to be a nuisance. Be like, why are you hitting me up? You know what I mean? Like I've been thinking about you, but then I just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to act on something that you want to do. If that makes sense. I will say that for me, I used to have that issue, but I just start for me 
my new rule on social media is listen if you on my if you are specifically on instagram facebook i'm not reaching out to i'm sorry if you still active <laughs> on facebook just get a life but on instagram like if you on instagram if you're my friend on instagram and you're semi-active or active at all just expect if i have something to say to you just expect a dm and like Facts. i'm not saying you had the reply but i i'm at the point right i've been at the point recently like if i message people and they don't reply they're like okay cool and if i multiple if i message you multiple times you don't reply at all i'm just unfollowing people at this point like <laughs> I mean, if I be honest, like, what am I following you for? I can't even talk to you. Like, I'm not, uh, you're not a celebrity. I don't follow celebrities on my page. So mm-hmm. it's like, if I can't engage with you on my social media, like, what are we even doing? Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Like, if I'm not able to network with you and actually, you know, I guess uh, relieve some of this uh, pressure on my mind, because it makes sense. So why would I, why would I see them every day, but then not, you know, make them. a comment or like the post you know what i mean yeah i always see your story you see me you see my little bubble see your story you see me see you yeah <laughs> i see you look at my story because every once in a while i see your little bubble and i'm not trying to mac at you i'm not trying to do anything I, sometimes be men and be women i reach out listen that was funny that reminds me of something share this experience i'm out <laughs> for real like you don't, you don't, you, I don't, I'm not expecting you to talk to me for all day now, but like, you know, a little like, I feel that. I think one example, like, I, I've, I've done um, on Instagram is uh, I would see a post that's, you know, funny, whatever or not, and I'll send it to someone that reminds me of them. And I probably wouldn't have them oh, talk to them probably for like a year or two. But I've been getting a lot of replies <laughs> back, and it's kind of making me happy, like, oh, they're still, you know, I guess messing with me, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like social media is a wild thing, man. It can be. I mean, I think I I would say I'm very blessed cuz like I looked at my, like I look at my pay, I look at my DMs today before I before I talk to you. I'm like I'm mm-hmm. just so appreciative like I have such a plethora of people who like will either reply to my post, like reply to my story or when I put little polls, they interact on the polls and you know, we can have a little little conversation even if it's, even if it's weak. And I just really appreciate that because I realized that some people like I, remember I was talking to my I was talking to my girlfriend. I remember I was like telling her like about some of the conversations I have. And she's like, well, you don't get scared that they're going to like you or they're going to misconstrue it. I said, I mean, if they do, like they're just going to get unfollowed. I'm trying to share. Yeah, well, no, I know uh, what you mean. Well, because it's like even if it's like if you do that, I'm like, oh, no, sorry. That's not that wasn't my intention. Like if they get upset about that or something like that, it's like, well, it's, it sounds like somebody I don't need to be interacting with on social media, honestly. Like, yeah. It's the same thing in, like, in person. Like, if I go say hi to somebody and they immediately think I'm macking at you, it's like, you're not a right-thinking person. <laughs> yeah. I'm just and, trying, I'm just trying yeah, to ask where the man honestly. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. I know what you mean, especially with people's mindset now. Them thinking it's like it's more of like a me, me, me era, like all about me. But I feel like if people were to just sit down and actually think about other people's situations and problems, I think everybody would be more, I guess, um, not friendly, but like I don't know, more of like ants. 
that's a you know how like ants they just do what they have to do and it's just like a beautiful system like yeah, how everything together and stuff yeah yeah it would be more like ants i feel like but because everybody is more of individual individuality instead of humankind as a whole well, i think I'll, you know we'll say this hard. i don't i can't i don't want to make it a fallacy because i I will say on my day to day, there's a lot of people who aren't that. Way. I just feel like the ones that are that way stand out a lot. Yeah, like I feel and like I our class I, that we graduated from are, are pretty solid people. Like I can reach out to a lot of people from the people we went to school with that I didn't even talk to in school, and they'll say yeah. hi or something, which is I was surprised. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it. Like I think our generation, though, like our group of people. It were more, I guess, accepting, more listening, because of what we went through, I guess, as a whole. But as far as like this newer generation, like the younger people, just talking to them and listening to them, it's that's where I feel like that me, me, me aspect is. You know what I mean? Like where it's coming from. Yeah, because at like... my job right now, I work with a lot of younger people, like you know, uh, just graduated high school till you know a little bit younger than me. Mm-hmm. And their mindset is completely different from mine, like completely different. Like every day I probably hear like, I want to quit or like, I don't want to do this or this isn't right. When in reality, like I came from a different job yeah. and I was like, this is what has to be done. It'll just get done because that's the job. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Well, but uh-huh. yeah, I think, I think it's just like age group wise, but I haven't met enough people to confirm or conclude that that's what it is, but just recently like these last probably like year and a half that's just what i'm seeing and feeling i guess i'm gonna use that as a segue into the first topic about about something i've been seeing a lot on twitter like you know i don't usually get on twitter twitter is a the wild wild west of any social media like of all the social medias twitter is just it's one of those things you just shouldn't get on in public like be careful when you're on twitter it'd be it, it could be anything any day but mm-hmm. While on there, especially around the New Year's, even though this is the 27th, the month is almost over. But around New Year's, there was a lot of New Year, same me captions. And as much as I kind of feel that, like, I like the notion of like, yeah, I'm not, you know, like, you don't need to change every year. You're not, you know, not a butterfly. You're not going to go into a chrysalis every year and yeah, change. And- yeah, like completely change. But. The the types of people who were saying New Year's saying me <laughs> is the issue that I was having because it just and I'm not here to knock nobody. I think we all we know we all live life we live, but it's like some people who are saying New Year's saying me and like this just from the lens that I've seen it from, I see y'all talking about y'all lonely or nobody fuck with me for real, this now, whatever, and it's like, eh. And that's a consistent theme throughout show last year. I don't know. If you could say, if you should be saying New Year's saying me, I think you need some soul searching to do. Yeah, for sure. But I was going to ask you, like, how do you feel about the notion of like New Year's saying me? Do you feel like every year you should be constantly trying to get 1% better? Or where do you stand on like that whole thing? Um, I want to, I would like to say probably like, I just I just think it depends on where you are in your life, honestly. Like, yeah. if you're at your peak of your life, 
yeah, why why change anything? You know what I mean? But I think right now, for me in my life, my situation, in my life, I think for sure, new year, new me. Like <laughs> every, every every day, every day, I want to be a new, not a completely new person, but I want to be better than yesterday. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, for that. I I went through like a lot of times, maybe these last two years, where I'd wake up. And I did the same thing I did yesterday. Yeah. Or my whole week will be exactly like last week. And yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's sad. It's a little bit sad, but it's good routine. You know what I mean? Like, you know what to expect, you know what to look forward to. But I think more so when what I'm looking for now as for the new year, new me is just yeah. be more productive, more input into, I guess, society into the world mm-hmm. instead of just sitting back and watching everything go by I, I think i want to be more of a participant if that makes sense i understand that i mean i don't think i will say i don't want to demonize like routine because i feel like mm-hmm. some people have routines that are productive and are constantly pushing them forward mm-hmm. but I, I think i understand what you mean like some people have a routine where it's just like it's literally get up eat go to work Waste time until you go to sleep and do it all over again the next day. Exactly. Just waiting for the paycheck just yeah, exactly. to do something. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I will expect, like, I already know this whole week I'm not getting paid. So I'm just autopilot. But the next week, I'm going to try and go ham. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I'm already expecting something. And it's like this cycle that always goes and goes. But I think right now in my life, again, I, New Year, New Me, I just want to break that cycle. And essentially kind of just make another cycle, like another cycle, but better, if that mm. makes sense. I feel that. That makes sense. I'm I'm not going to lie, though. I do. I'm subscribing to the New Year's saying me. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but I just, listen, I listen. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're at the peak of your game, like, Definitely ain't nothing broke. Don't fix it, please. You know, I'm not at the peak. I'm still under construction. But I just feel like I had some pretty decent habits last year. Went to therapy, mm. you know, got a new job. You know, paying off debt. You know, it's it, listen. It's New Year's saying me for me right now. Got me a little girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like New Year's saying me. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm not trying to change very much, <laughs> except for my <laughs> financial situation. Yeah, no, so for like, sure. I'm not. Like I said, the the reason I brought it up was the reason I brought this topic up was just because I felt like it was a lot of people who were like, I'm saying, if you got. Two, 10 kids and you ain't working yeah exactly like you got 10 kids and then you you actively you know trying to Being get pregnant again yeah like yeah. You, you on the road to getting number 11 like listen I don't think New Year's same me is for you no yeah. I, I I think there's some change that needs to be done and productive you know it's out of love out of love it's out of love it's just, you know some of y'all need some of y'all need some need, need some new you know what? Don't you don't you know what? No, it is same year, same you. Just change your environment. How about that? Can we just change your environment? Change your friends. You know, be the same you, but change your friends then. Yeah, Please. your surroundings, your your you Get know. a new job. Ooh. Man. Live with your Something. daddy. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because it, it cracked me up because like I'm like in my head, I'm like, yeah, I feel that. Same yeah, New Year, same me. Hell yeah, I'm I'm raw. That's the same so time. I'm like, Go ahead. Check this out. Maybe, maybe at the end of the year, do you think that since you didn't uh, essentially uh, do a new you, the yeah. ending of this year will be 
significantly better than last year, or do you think it's going to be the same as last year? Because right now, I feel like as like you're living, it's a roller coaster. You know, you're going yeah. up. You're still, you know, getting better. You're getting better. If you're not going to change, do you feel like there's going to be a time when it's going to plateau, or do you feel like there's going to be a time in which you'll enjoy the ride? I will say next year will be New Year, New Me, but this year is New okay. Year, Same Me, only because. Oh. The goal has not changed from last year. The goal okay. is to become debt free. Uh, the goal is to get married one day. The goal is to put more priority on uh, my relationships as far as friends and family. But like, yeah, it's not until those goals, even though two of those goals aren't easily achieved. Like once I get out of debt, obviously there's going to be a pivot. You know, because now it's like, okay, now I'm out of debt. Like, what are we doing? And that might mean me working more. That might mean, you know, whatever that whatever that becomes at that time. That might be buy, me buying a house, which is obviously not the same person who I am. But mm. but even then, like, I will say that I'm. It, it was to be the same me because it's the same goal that it's the same. I'll be using the same like habits. You know, mm-hmm. I won't be changing many habits. You know. And that's why I'm like, New Year's saying me, I get it. If you have like productive habits or I don't even say productive habits. If you have effective habits, something that actually serves you. But if it's like, like you said, if you were like doing nothing, literally doing nothing or even worse, you're doing stuff that's like, you're like, you know, fighting a drug addiction or yeah. you go and turn up every weekend. Like, ah, that's cool. If you like 21, but like a lot but of my friends on my page is 25 and older. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, bruh. One thing, uh, it's like a little sidebar. Um, I remember New Year's when it when it had happened, I had got in like a keychain. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was really happy about the keychain and who I got it from, but I was so sad about getting a keychain because <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, you know, at the time I, I didn't have a house, you know, I didn't have a car. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to put on this shit? Like, <laughs> just got the chain in your pocket. I'm going to be 26 in like, you know, let's say like three weeks. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I got a whole kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like for that little time period, I kind of went like, you know, soul searching and, and you know, I'm on a, I'm on an incline right now. I, I, I got my own, I don't have my own place, but I have my own place where I can call home. I have my own house key, you know, I'm in the process of, you know, working for another car and, you know, I just want to be a better dad. Like, you know, that's why I say it's like new year, new me, yeah. because, you know, I might be doing similar stuff as last year, but a lot better. If that makes sense. I don't think the core of you changes, but you know, like obviously it's like certain yeah. stuff that like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want like you said, I don't want the end of this of last year to be the same as the end of this year. I want it to be exactly, in a little bit yeah. of a better place. Yeah. But in the spirit of change, uh, I wanted to talk about the the one of those legislations that California is passing. Now, I, I don't know if you, well anybody who who might know Jeremy who went to bullet with us who listens to this podcast. If y'all listen, I probably don't. But anyways, y'all would know Jeremy loves cars. As always, Neither. love cars. And being in California, that's a struggle. Sometimes when you have to deal with emissions. And they recently passed a law where uh, I think by 2024 or something like that, 2020, 
five or something. They're, they're going to stop the sale of new ICE vehicles, which stands for internal combustion engines. And, um, yeah, we're, we're, we might, this might be the end of an era of, of gasoline cars in, in California as far as new ones. I mean, they, they, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like there's no rules against old ones, but buying new ones is, um, looking very slim. I call cap on, uh, rules and regulations on old ones, but that's another hot topic, hot little, hot little debate. Yeah, exactly. So in the spirit of that, like Dodge is doing this line of, 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 uh, a series of cars of challengers and chargers called the last call series where they basically just soup them up to the max. <laughs> they're just souping up challengers and chargers to the max. And they're like, Hey, if we're going to no longer have any ice vehicles, y'all might as well have a, we're going to push this thing to the max. And that's what I'm mad, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I think it's pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. I think it's pretty fly. Um, they said next year, I think they're going to, they're going to EV vehicles or hybrids and whatnot. So I think it's pretty, I just want to ask you like one, how do you feel about the feeling that like an era of gasoline vehicles might be over? I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, but you know that it's looking like our kids are not going to be able to buy a gas vehicle brand new. Um, I think there's two things that could happen from this. Um, Either the world is going to fully accept, um, you know, no more ICE engines or ICE, you know, vehicles and fully, you know, embrace, you know, the, the electric motors, the electric cars and just be okay with it, you know, or um, it's going to, you know, backfire and people are really, I think the car community might just have like a small uproar and probably do something about this. I know some companies like uh, Pagani, they've been, um, I guess, tasked to make, you know, like a hybrid of some sort. But last year they just scrapped it and they're forget it. We're going to just continue making, you know, ICE uh, vehicles. But I think for the real car enthusiasts, I think they're going to hang on to the ICE vehicles as much as as long as possible. I yeah. think, of course, there's uh, those who enjoy, you know, the Tesla, the, the the Rivians and things like this. But I think for the most part, real car enthusiasts, like, you know, grease monkey people. <laughs> yeah. I think there's that's never, ever going to go away. Like, of course, you know, mechanical is always going to be better than, you know, uh, things that don't feel, I guess, um like a toy like have you, i don't know if you've ever driven like a tesla or uh, like a newer electric vehicle but I've they feel like toys one. yeah I've ridden they, they, feel like, just... they feel like really big toys yeah really and now i think it's it's not really as appealing to drive than what cars what we grew up with like cars from the 90s early 2000s things like this but to be honest i i'm for me personally I'm ready. I'm ready for both. Either or, um, regardless of what happens, I'm still going to have my shell, if that makes sense, what the car will look like. Yeah. And, you know, however it runs, that's how it runs. But I'm at the point to where I'm, I just want my car. (laughs) I feel that. The way it looks is how I want it to look, how it drives, should just drive. Because regardless, I'm still driving on Fresno roads and (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like it's it, yeah. it doesn't matter regardless if it's you know gas or not. There's still going to be some sort of waste, you know, some sort of pollution of some sort, regardless if it's from me or from the company. Yeah, there's like, no full solution. Yeah, there's there's no real you know solution to our problem, but you know, make it easier, make it cheaper, and you know, I just... make it more relevant for the people. When, and that's the see. This is the problem that I have with EV that I don't think people are realizing either. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of gas stations everywhere. There's like a gas station everywhere, right? Oh man, yeah. Understandably Yo. so. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos. I can't remember the name of the guy, but he did a video of the Rivian driving from like the East Coast to the West Coast, mm-hmm. or something like that. I can't remember how far he drove, and it took. He said what. I don't think it was at West Coast. He drove a certain amount. He he drove a certain range that would have took him usually like I think it's like something. He said something like eighteen hours, and it took him like three days or something like that. Don't, mm-hmm. quote, me, don't quote me on those times, but I know I know it did take him three days because in order to drive the electric vehicle, you have to plan a lot of stops at chargers. Yes, and at those chargers. It's not like gas. It's not like, you know, you could fill up your car in like five minutes. Yeah, like, yeah, like five minutes tops. Like, really be like, most cars probably like two, three minutes. Like, glug, 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 like, get out. Well, I mean, five minutes probably, yeah, five minutes is probably the best time. Like, five minutes fill your car up, and then you have like 300 more miles to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll go to these chargers, even like a Tesla fast charger, you'd like wait in like at least two minutes. hours. For at least a full charge, like at least an hour and a, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you, when you do this, you're not doing full charges. Like you're like going charging a little bit and then going to the next one charging again. It's like for me, like especially like someone who loves, I I love a trip like a turn and burn, like a go some like, like a trip. day trip. Yeah, like a day trip. Yeah. Like we're gonna go. My girlfriend was down here recently. We we drove Sacramento to Berkeley, hung out for the day, turned around. Is that yeah. possible in an electric car? Maybe. Would it be as convenient? No. From what I've been hearing, it's not. Because like, there's certain stops you have to make on the way there. And You have to hope that the stop that you're at has a charging port, so that way while you're stopped, you can at least charge. Exactly. I got to make sure where you park at it has a charger to be charging while I'm out there. Like, And I get it. Like, you know, Those are things that will just come with time and whatnot. But it's just like, I, I don't... Uh, and it's also like... do. You know, can you trust? Like I've seen, like there's like people who drove. Who I can't remember the name of the road, but people who drove from the from New York to L.A. They done that big. Uh, I can't remember. It's like a race. They kind of cannonball do. run. Yeah, the cannonball run. And it's mm-hmm. like for them to do that, they have to have a extremely big gas tank in the back. Like they have to, yeah, they have to modify it, but they modify this extra big gas tank to hold enough mm-hmm. gas for them to do this do these stops and and plan everything out. It's like something like that, like you you can't do in an electric car. Like you were literally the amount of stops that you have to do to get from New York to L.A. and the amount of time that you have to wait at those places is crazy. I think honestly, just getting out of California would just be a whole day in <laughs> itself. Honestly, like yeah. each state would probably just be a day. Like yeah, exactly. Not, so I I enjoy. Don't get me wrong. Like I I don't. I'm not here to like say like electric dead. I mean, are are like trash i think there the is downfall, a, there, yeah i think there is a lot of like especially someone who likes 
alternative transport. Like I have electric skateboard. I love one wheels. I'm trying to get electric scooter. Like I love electric vehicles. Like I want to get electric moped. Like I love electric and what it can do. Inner city. Yes. As yes. someone like, if you're telling me like I want to drive to LA, I'm not taking the risk of driving a Tesla to LA. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. Or like a like a pickup truck. Like, if I want to haul something, like I think they have the the Ford F150 Lightning they're about to release, and yeah, it's like I'm oh, it has this crazy either. range. But if you tell something, care. the range goes like 50, 50 miles. Yeah, it's it's cut in half. Yeah. So it's like it's stuff like that where it's like. I believe in like we need to mitigate pollution and whatnot, but I just feel like going fully electric in a place like California where not like we haven't built the high speed rail yet, dog. Like, if we had the high speed rail, I could respect the decision a little bit more because like at least I know that if I wanted to go to LA, I'm yeah. I'll save money from the gas and then hop on the high speed rail. But it's like. That's not even y'all saying it's not gonna connect that far. It might just connect only Central Valley. So it's like, so let me get this straight. I'm a, I'm gonna have to drive electric only in California where nothing's connected, and I'm gonna have to stop in the Grapevine to charge. Yeah. Or stop. Everybody gonna have to be at Tijon Ranch like they already do, and everybody gonna be sitting there charging like, yeah, you know, we gotta charge. Yep. I mean, it might might mitigate traffic or something, but. <laughs> I think I think if they were to uh, tackle the issue of uh, faster charging, because like how you know how we have like faster charging phones now, you can charge a phone from zero to like eighty percent in like ten minutes, fifteen minutes now. But I feel like if they were to, uh, in a way, put this uh, type of tech inside of like you know Teslas or modern cars, I think I think that uh, that whole fear of traveling with the vehicle would not only be mitigated, but I think it would just completely erase it, honestly. Well, then I think it would just be a regular car and people would just try it at home, you know what I mean, before going to work. Well, I just feel like there's, I don't know. I, as much as I'm, I don't know. I get, I don't, I'm not trying, as someone who's in the admission business, when I see like everything that goes into it, I just don't think it's that. So it's like when you think about, I'm, I'm going to flesh it out how I see it in my head. Okay, yeah, there's no more, there's not as much uh, air pollutants from it, but then you have this, because usually these cars have to have a battery that's as big as the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You have these large lithium batteries, which I don't know if you saw when there was a lot of floods in like Texas. I think it was when Shit, salt water was one just two weeks ago up north. Where you at? <laughs> yeah, like when, so. Like when you if you saw if you see people who had Teslas when the salt water mixed with the vehicle with the battery, it actually corrodes the battery and the battery and the cars catch on fire. Yeah. Like it's a safety hazard in that way. If you live in a flood area, then it's like you live in the snow. You gotta use extra salt. Yeah, like if you if you're driving, how do you say like the batteries don't last forever. It's just that simple. The batteries don't last forever. You can only charge it so many times, and then you you actually have to get another car. Ba- yeah, you basically you basically would have to get rid of the whole car or buy new batteries, which There's is not car. gonna be cheap. Yeah, it's not gonna <laughs> be cheap, and it's like, but then it's like the disposal of those batteries, like lithium, is very dirty. It doesn't yeah. like you can't get rid of that easily. So it's like stuff like so, that, and it's like, I wonder what they do with them, like with 
you know, uh, salvage, um, you know, Teslas and things like this. Like, I know people will fix them up, like Rich Rebuild, he does this, but with the batteries that are just absolutely not usable, what are they doing with them? Are they just sitting, just corroding, or... I have yeah, that's what I said. I don't even know where they do with stuff like that. You know, you you obviously got to dispose of them. You got to take them to a, t- take them specifically somewhere. They can dispose mm-hmm. of them because a certain. That's why you see at like Best Buy, it's like drop the phone in here, just whatever, whatever. They can yeah. dispose of it properly. But it's like, what is dispose of it properly? Because I don't know if you ever looked up like where do they do with our trash. Uh, a landfill is crazy. No, a landfill is wild. So it's like it's like oh we. Oh, yeah, the, we don't worry about because the dump trucks come and get it. They take it away, but it's like these dump trucks take it away to some to, to this big hole. ass this big ass hole. <laughs> but they then like flatten out with all these big ass heavy machinery equipment, and mm-hmm. then they then they cover in dirt, and then like that land is not usable. Yeah, at all. So now you don't have nowhere to plant, no crops. It's just. <laughs> wasted land you can't build a house on it you can't bury people there you can't do nothing it's just oh. garbage oh and it's like so it's like that's how we deal with our trash what the fuck do you think y'all doing with lithium batteries like let's be yeah. honest and like you're gonna you're gonna ex- it's like it's not a problem now because not that many people who have that but it's like what do you do when the, the 125 be- million people from all of california has one <laughs> yeah and then it's like you want people to buy, a, they, you know, the way that our market set up, we buy new cars every five years. So every five years is a battery that's, there's like a big ass fucking car size battery that we're throwing away. Nah. Times how many people do it. Like, I don't know. Nah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm excited. As happy as I am about the future of electric, I'm just not excited. I don't think it's the, and then like, even like with test, like in Redding, California, the Tesla chargers are par- are, pa- are powered by diesel generators. Like, what what are we even doing? It's the same thing. It's just <laughs> doing double. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> I think I think right now, what truly it is though, it's just growing pains. I think when we actually make that full step though, it's not gonna be that bad. But I think just right now, from you know our standpoint, getting there, it's it's not looking too hot. Honestly, it's really not looking too hot. I just, I, I think that that's probably I'm how they felt towards like. Hmm? I'm pessimistic about it. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's gonna take a lot of convincing, huh, to get well, there. I believe. I listen. I believe in hydrogen. We're gonna go. I believe it. in that. Yeah. Hydrogen engines. I believe in natural gas engines because natural gas engine is literally you don't you could literally use the same engine. In a natural gas engine, like the same engine we have, you can convert over to natural gas, like propane. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think there's like a little difference you have to do, but you can literally run the same engine. So it's yeah. like, why is that overlooked? And then also, hybrids. The corn oil. Yeah. I, yeah the, corn, the corn oil was crazy. I, I like the idea of corn oil, but I don't understand it still. E85. I don't uh, that's, that don't make no sense to me, but hey. <laughs> Hey, it makes it's financial be, sense because be your car and you can drive the minimum speed limit. Hey, more power to you, big dog. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I do think I will say because like I think like EV, like electric, inner city, it's fire. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's fire. If I'm driving back and forth to work. Why am I driving a gas car? 
like unless you really want to three miles yeah Yeah, that's fine most people driving like most 20 miles like a tesla yeah you like tesla i mean you can you can make like 10 10 8 to 10 trips a you know where you need to really charge your vehicle that's pretty much like a week worth of driving before you have to recharge it but like i could see it in that sense like you know cities will definitely benefit from electric i just like even when you look at like the industry, the industry that is um like, so like on the on the back end, like a diesel, I, w- I work in the diesel industry. They're mm-hmm. making it so big companies like Amazon, like Walmart, like you know these big companies that switch that trap that transfer stuff from state to state to state. They're making it mm-hmm. so they're not allowed to add any more EV vehicles by twenty twenty five. I mean, my, they won't. They're not allowed to add any more ICE vehicles till twenty twenty five. It's like stuff like that. It's like, bro, you want me to, like, what do you like? What do you want them to do to drive electric diesels? I was like, come on, bro, you want me? To, you know how big those trailers are? You know how heavy those trailers are? You know how far they have to go where there's nothing in between here and there? That's a that's a long drive. Have you ever drove from here to, from Fresno to Vegas? Yeah, that's like nine hours, ten hours, and there's probably like two hours of just nothing. Yeah, there's literally a stretch where it's just desert. Mm-hmm. And it's sketchy at night, like bro. Like, imagine you're out there and your battery dies. What do you do? Wait till the morning, man. Wait for some solar, man. I feel like I'm beating the nail on the head now, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited about the future electric though. Like, I want to get me electric scooter. I really want one of those. Uh, what are those Onyx mopeds, man? I think those are so cool, so clean. <laughs> you know, I. I yeah, I've been thinking about a ruckus. Oh, I want a ruckus so bad. That's that's my first purchase when I pay off my debt. That's what's that's what's motivating me. I need a ruckus. Yeah, I think a ruckus will, will not only help me, but I think it'll keep me keep me more grounded. Well, to not building a race car. We, I, mean, we, I think I'm out of that stage anyway, though. Ruckus is one of those things. Like I had a, having my moped. The benefit of like having something that drives that slow. Even though the ruckus goes forty, the ruck, my mm-hmm. moped used to go like twenty five. If you're going downhill, the beautiful thing about stuff like that is like you just see everything, and that that's what mm-hmm. made me like that's what like kind of scared me about like driving my moped the first time. I was like I was like driving around town. I'm like wow, I never really looked at strip malls. I never really looked at like. <laughs> people in their car what they're doing i never really looked around because i'm like in my box i'm like i'm in my own world in this box mm-hmm. and we're all in our own world in these boxes like there's like you like i don't know i just feel like i saw way more obviously because i was going slower but it's like probably because i'm out there on a the bike too it's just like wow i i don't i don't want to drive i'd rather ride a moped every day of my life so it rings and I don't want that's how it was when i was riding my bike I was running my bike everywhere, and I was like, yo, I have not only this much freedom, but it's just more calming, if that makes sense. And Life makes more sense, which sounds corny, but life just makes more sense when I'm on a bike. Yeah, this is kind of like riding a horse. Like, it just, I don't know, something primitive about it. Like, when I used to ride my bike from, like, from one side of town to the other, like, people were like, oh, you're crazy. I'm like, bro, like, after a while, bro, it's like, like some of the streets that you have to take, it's like wow. Like I didn't even know there was houses back here. <laughs> like you really get to <laughs> know your real. city like better. Like damn, like 
talk to some people like, oh yeah, I've lived in this house for 15 years. Damn. Yeah. I didn't even know. Fred, like I remember I was riding my bike, my actual bike. And I was riding down, uh, what's that street by Roosevelt? Like a bunch of See? old houses. No. It runs adjacent to Hamilton. Kings King, 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 King. Is it Hamilton? Yeah, it's Hamilton. That nice little neighborhood. It's like two ways, and there's a big old island in the middle, but it's yeah. like all grass in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, Hamilton Street. Them houses, I said, whoa. Like, even like learning the history of my own city, like learning, like, yeah, that was basically like, like before, I mean, I don't that know was if it's true. Van Ness. Yeah. yeah, basically, it's like before Van Ness was Van Ness, like, this is where the nice houses was at. And like, even like, mm-hmm. Where my mom, like where my mom lives in Clovis, that was all fig trees. Like that was all like this was all like this wasn't even road. This was nothing. Like this was, it's like bruh. I would never have even thought about stuff like that because I'm in my car. I'm like I'm just gonna get on the freeway, dog. However, I can get to the freeway. <laughs> However, I'm trying to get to the freeway. That's like that's all I care about. Hey, Google. It's more of a task when I have a car than. Oh yeah. Something to do when I'm on my way somewhere. You know what I mean? Well, not to mention like. I just feel like okay, you know you ever heard of something called Keystone Habits? Keystone Habits? Uh no. Keystone Habits is like a habit. Like example, like working out is a keystone habit because through working out, you'll like start to eat better and you want to go to sleep go to sleep on time and like you know, yeah. stuff like that. Like a lot of stuff comes with just working out. And I feel like riding a bike or riding like a slower vehicle is like a keystone habit because when I used to like ride my skateboard to work or like ride my bike to work, it was like I have to get up earlier. I have to like prepare for this trip. Mm-hmm. To plan more. Yeah, like it's like I'm like more aware of what I'm doing. So like whole thing like, now, yeah. Like with a car, it's like I can make it there in twenty minutes. I'm just gonna hop in my car Last and pull out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's one thing, like, why I'm, like, kind of eager to get a car. I'm more appreciative when I drive a vehicle now because I've been walking for so long. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I've I've been probably walking for, like, probably four months now. I also think bus is underrated. Yeah, I, I, I don't really like to ride the bus. It's not like I'm too good for the bus. It's just I would just rather walk instead of waiting. I'd rather just keep going, if that makes <laughs> sense. Book of Eli. <laughs> Walking forever. <laughs> yeah, that's how I be feeling sometimes, but when, <laughs> I actually get there, when I actually get there, they be like, dang, did you walk here? I'm like, yeah, but it's not that bad, you know. Got my blood pumping, I'm ready to go already, instead of, you know, me waking up last minute, getting in the car, driving there, getting there, still tired. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a little bit different process. That's, I, hey, shout out, listen, everybody. We just need to appreciate a little bit Man. more. Smell, smell the roses, everybody. When y'all, you know, living your life, smell the roses. Take a <laughs> walk. Walk to work maybe one day or two, you know, and be like, you know what? I actually like my car. Car's not that bad. That's what's, I mean, for real. I, I, I honestly agree. But I wanted to get into this Kanye West conversation. Let's get uh, it. It's a lot going on. I'm not gonna get too much into the political part, Kanye West situation, the Kanye West conversation, because I just don't feel like I'm the person who needs to talk about whatever the hell he's been talking about. 
But I will say, obviously, when I wrote this topic, we didn't know where Kanye West was out. That was at, you know, everybody was in the uproar. Where's Kanye? Oh my God! They said they can't find him. Oh, his manager said he can't find him. He's ducking in for money. Oh my God! Kanye West went missing. Um, um. The first sighting, they found him at church. He was just chilling in church wearing a green bomber jacket. <laughs> like he was just chilling at church, and I'm like, you know what? That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Now they found him with his ex designer, and I don't believe it, but allegedly they're married or something. They got rings or whatever. Got married in secrecy. Who knows if that's true? And I, I, don't, I have no idea. But how do you like? So like, I guess people don't like if people don't know to explain the situation. Maybe I should do that. Kanye West has a manager, uh, John, something Saint John. I can't remember his name. If I wish my phone wasn't dead. I'll look it up. But <laughs> let me let me not. Something Saint John is his name, and um, I guess after the whole Adidas situation happened, um, Thomas Saint John is his name. Thomas Saint John. Yeah. After the whole Adidas uh, and the Gap and everybody dropped him, make account like, you know, I guess Kanye wasn't paying him because I mean, if you don't have a bank, like they taking the money out of. But anyway, um, yeah. So he sued Kanye for the money that he needed, that he he felt like he was owed or whatever, but he can't serve him the papers because he can't find him. So. His, I guess, in his head, the the best option of doing that was reporting to the media that Kanye went missing. Uh, help him find him. Yeah, can't find him. Because <laughs> if y'all can find him, then I can serve him his papers or whatever. Man, if somebody seen him, I'm gonna give him his paper. <laughs> yeah, which is which is kind of sick. Um, they found they finally found him. They said they found him at a church or whatever. Um, you know. He was. They say he was dressed dressed regular. He wasn't wearing no, you know, he wasn't wearing no mask. Nothing. He was just at church in regular clothes. And I was just like, I'm like, I, at first I'm like, that's pretty dope. I mean, still, I think it's pretty dope. Like, hey, he just like, listen, I didn't go to church. <laughs> After all, I didn't need to go to church, or whatever. And then, I guess recently they saw him out eating with his like supposed secret wife or whatever, his ex designer, and. <laughs> I just want to, no, I just want to know how you feel about like like how do you feel about like someone like Kanye going through what he's going through in the light of like the media? I think it's just a little bit harder for uh people of that caliber, I'm not saying like he's like a higher caliber man or a better breed of a man. I'm just saying like people who are I guess has you know the word. I wouldn't want to say power or authority. It's just like I don't know influence. He has such a big influence. Yeah, I think people look at him under more of a microscope. You know what I mean? And and nitpick at every single little thing that he you know does and and says. Uh. Do I agree with everything that Kanye says or believe in? Uh, probably oh. not, but I mean, you know, everybody is entitled to their own, you know, thoughts and opinions. 
And I think that's, you know, the beauty of, uh, I guess, us living in America is free speech. He can literally say whatever he wants and piss people off and, you know, lose yeah. deals and things like this. But at the end of the day, I think he's really just doing it for his, himself, like what he wants to do. That's, if that's what he really wants to do, he's going to do it. And that's, that's one thing I've learned about Kanye. Kanye wants to do something, he's going to do it. I think that's also like the relatable part about Kanye to, I think to most people is that it's, it's one thing we know about Kanye. Kanye do not give a fuck about what you think. Nope. And like, I, you know, I wouldn't say that's maybe the most relatable part, but like people wish they could feel that way all the time. Like I wish I could, you know, sometimes when there's stuff that I don't want to do, I wish I could be like, you know what? No, I don't care that. what you think and I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah exactly. I know, I know like, what you mean. Like no, nigga, I got yeah, bills I know to what pay. You mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I feel like because because we we're not, uh, I guess not that influential, and people want to be like us, it doesn't have as much weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. As for him, like if he says something outlandish, <laughs> and it's outlandish, he's gonna you know he's gonna get fired for it. But you know if I were to like say something ridiculous right now, like eh, who cares? Who is that guy? You know what I mean? Well, the same thing. But because. It's- I will, I will say that I think the problem, like, even though he, like, he says outlandish stuff, is like the media, not, I don't want to go too deep into it, but it's like, some of the crazy stuff he was saying, it was like, I'm, yeah, it's like, he said something crazy, but it's like, there's people who keep putting him on platforms to allow him to say more crazy stuff, so it's like, and I think he does it on purpose, I think it's like more oh, of like yeah, a Jim 100%. Carrey effect, like, you know, Jim Carrey, he, kind of portrays himself as like this crazy guy but i i feel like he's a genius like he's doing it just to prove a point like you guys want me to play this role yeah i'll play this role but how does it really benefit you guys you know what i mean well i will say i i, I as someone who's a big fan of jim carrey recently uh, not always on as he used to be he he actually had a he actually talked about that i don't know if it was a speech or an interview i, I can't remember i think it was an interview he was talking about how, you know, the characters that he had, you know, like Dumb and Dumber and the mask and, you know, all these characters where he's like very dramatic. Like he, he kind of like Robin Williams, he did it from a place of like trying to make people feel better. But because of that, it's like, I don't know, it, trying to do that felt like, who am I type deal? Mm, he lost his identity yeah i think i remember that that interview yeah and it's like it's like okay like and it, it, i noticed a thing because you know robin what we see that with robin williams you know committed suicide rest in peace and then like even mm-hmm. recently tyler the creator did an interview and he's talking about like people asked him like why you stop doing the funny stuff why you stop doing letter squad why you stop doing all this stuff that was like funny like i loved it controversial yeah and people he said the reason why he stopped doing it is because it's like people don't like I won't say he said it verbatim, but he like basically like people didn't respect him. Yeah. Cause like, like he said every time someone walk up to him, it's like they'll say something like crazy, like say something that he said from like Goblin or something like that. He's like, bro, I said that when I was like twelve. Yeah. So it's and like, just, and that's just what they want him to be. And I feel like that's kind of the same light that people are just putting on Kanye, like. Over the year, Kanye done some weird stuff. Yeah, whatever, whatnot. But I think after a certain point, Kanye knows that Kanye is doing what Kanye does. And 
do I think he's in the process of him kind of losing himself? At first, I did, but now I don't. I don't know. I feel like he's he's genuinely just doing what he wants to do, and never seen. People are just you know pointing it out and just being like, "That's weird," you know. But in reality, sometimes we're the weird ones that are entertaining the idea of him doing it. You know what I mean? He did say a bar recently. That motherfucker. He said some. He said, "Listen, if you're running." down opposite side of the highway in a tank top sweating like profusely sweating by yourself you're weird he said if a hundred people are following you now it's a marathon and I I remember I heard that at first I said okay I can't hold that in that's a fucking bar. Yeah, no, that's that's fire. Cause of like, cause, cause like literally, like, cause like the i, it's like the idea by itself is always gonna be weird if you just do it. Like yeah, you know, if you're the only it. person who believes it, it's like yeah, you're weird. But the moment that everybody else agrees with you, now it's almost it's it's definitely it's basically the normal. Like oh yeah, it's, it's just accepted. It's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So it's like. I'm not saying that way he's saying now is is under that, but I'm saying like I have definitely been in situations where like I'm like yeah you know what I'm gonna stop living my life for promiscuity or whatever you know I'm a, I'm gonna live my life a little differently. Mm-hmm. And at the time everybody else is like yeah nigga you tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm finna get I'm finna get me some. I don't know what you on, but yeah you know now everybody's 25 or whatever it's like you know what uh. Yeah, you know, I think I think uh, we're on the same page now. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the next one. I'm trying to get married. Wow, see, I don't know about that. I don't know about getting married. <laughs> yeah, but it just takes a while for some people to catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, it's just tough to, like, deal with. You know, not, I guess not everybody can deal with kind of stuff, you know? Non-unification or, like, people who aren't conformed to their type of lifestyle. But I, I was going to say, like... I was just gonna say, like, that's kind of how I felt, like, towards anime. Like, anime kind of blew up within these last five years, and nobody was really watching anime. But I feel like everybody watches anime. Bro, I remember somebody made a funny joke about that Tim Ball. He's like, "Bro, sexy girls watch anime." He said, "I can't stand it because I was in the trenches. <laughs> I used to watch anime when motherfuckers thought it was weird." Man, like now every. Sexy girl, Meg the Stallion. Oh, I love anime. Watch anime. I used to get roasted. <laughs> Not even in English. You read subtitles. You like reading subtitles. You don't like watching it. Man, that bothered you that much. Now everybody watch. Now everybody watch anime. Now sometimes I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> are you there because of the hype or are you there because you actually like it and I think that's you know I mean I, I think there's always you know when you read the there's a book called the Lane Startup that I read he talks about there's always going to be the early adopters and then after mm. a certain point there's going to be the, the, the mainstream grabs it and then when it gets old it's only going to be the people who just continue to hold on like obviously the most money and the most support and the most growth happens when everybody accepts it yeah so it's Mm -hmm. like 
it's a part of the life and that's how it goes. So I'm like, I'm not mad when like, you know, somebody that I might've thought that might've called me weird before I see them watch an anime. Now I'm not going to be like, Oh, you're not. But it's like, it is just like, I understand that's just, that's just how it is. Like, yeah. But I was going to say like, to go back to the Kanye thing, like, or not even, it's not even about Kanye. This is about, I think, especially like with some people who have these like little followings on social media, like, I think it's so hard to make mistakes now, like, or to even like, like I feel like people are just so lost because they have like this following that like, like I remember when kind of was like, oh y'all trying to keep me in a box. I feel like it's mm-hmm. true. It's like you can't really like people like you in these comp. Social media is kind of, yeah, yeah. It's like art. Like we gotta keep you in these confines for me to continue to relate to you because once we're out of these confines, it don't make no sense. And I feel like that's so dang- that's like a dangerous place to be. Yeah, him being crazy, it's like, it's like oh, Kanye's not crazy. Look how he been all his life. Like that don't mean he can't grow and become bipolar. Like what do you mean? Like you know, yeah. There's certain stuff that I I used to deal with in high school that I don't know if I could deal with today. You know, I, that's I used to be called, true. I used to be chunky, all sweet. Oh, like I said, you think I'm a, so I should be so should I be okay that people still call me? Oh, no. High school, you fat, bro. You fat boy. I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel that. I, like that's that's all, honestly, legit. Like, I think it's just harder for people just to accept new things, and not only new things, but what people actually want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. What people do or portray themselves as is, is not entirely what they want to be represented as or what they want to represent in general. And it's hard for them to either get there or because of a specific situation, they're already stuck in a confined space and they don't even want to be there in general. But yeah. no, I, I, I totally feel what you mean. And it's, I feel it's, it's, it's sad for Kanye because people have already checked him as this specific type of person. When in reality, the box should always just be open because you'll never know what people are going to be like tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, about like parasocial relationships. Said one of the de- one of the parasocial relationships, like people like, so basically like these fans who feel like they're like connected to Kanye West is that because they feel so connected to Kanye, but they never met him. They say Kanye almost like a comic book character. He can't have real problems. Why? Because he's rich, or well, this like, is, well, it, it's not even because he's rich. It's just because he's kind of like in their head that he's not even real. Like he feels real, but because they never met him, it's like there's no way he's actually living like this type of thing. Huh? Yeah, like he went through a divorce, but like he's Kanye. Like he's not tripping on a divorce. He's like, bro, a hurts. divorce is a divorce. Yeah, like a divorce yeah, is a it's divorce. Still human, but it's. I mean like it's one of those things like that's the, like the weird thing about parasocial relationships is like even though we it's a thing called a leaf a leaf is that feeling you get like when you step on a glass uh the elevator with a glass floor you can see the bottom yeah. like you feel like you're going you're falling or you're gonna fall but you know like yeah. i mean floor you're not gonna fall but like you're like you have this gut feeling like oh i'm a, like my feeling like oh i'm gonna fall i'm gonna fall i'm gonna fall it's like that like you know that Kanye is a human being and he has emotions, everything like that. But the way you, the way 
the way you a leaf or the way you believe is like you believe that you're close enough to him that this persona that you've learned about him is so true that no he doesn't feel nothing because he's Kanye West and gun you know like he just whatever and it's like no like divorce is a divorce like his mom died like all these different things are like real things like these really affected him like no look it didn't affect him because look at his money continued to grow he continued to do these different things it's like bruh what the fuck does that have to do with anything doesn't he's he's healed yeah yeah and it's like i think that's like the where it's like to be in the light of like social media or to be in the light of the media in general when you're like going through something like like when my grandpa died i could never imagine like and i was streaming at the time but like that like idea like i have to still be happy i still have to be like motivating i have to still continue to do what i'm doing i have to do all these things despite how i'm really feeling to me i wasn't built that way not at all yeah i think it's it, it sucks like i think that's why a lot of these problems you'll see people go through like remember like Lindsay lohan was like battling alcoholism and stuff like that and yeah i think that's just the primary reason why most celebrities just snap in general like yeah they have wealth and fame and money but they're still human beings with regularized problems that they can't cope with it's just bigger problems honestly because it's not only just for themselves but everybody knows you know what i mean like i could i can't even imagine like like losing a loved one and then every day probably for like a year straight every single human come up to me and being like you good how you know how is everything just because of you know my name you know what i mean and i can only imagine what he's what he's gone through you know what i mean as far as him not only financially but just him being in the light and being the way he is if that makes sense and being questioned and it's just like damn i just want to be human i just want to be me but I got hella niggas just breathing down my back, <laughs> telling me I can't do this, I can't do that, or I'm weird, oh, yeah, or man, I'm you this. Get through you know this, man. Get through this. Yeah, or make, you know what I mean. Keep on making, reality, keep on making I'm on autopilot. I'm not even here right now. Going to work, man. Going on, keep on going to work, man. You go. What? I'm hurting, man. I see. I'm not healed. But yeah, shout out. I mean, I, I'm not saying this to like, cause I don't believe in that. Like, celebrities got it worse than us type stuff. But nah, no, nah, I think everybody's like, same playing field, same level. I just feel like more people need to make the lesson from Billy Ray Cyrus. And Billy Ray Cyrus don't even got Wi Fi. Bruh, for real. No, he really don't. I, like, he, he really don't. don't. I just seen the interview. Like, he is, or his. I think Hanuman or Miley Cyrus was telling me about it. Like, uh, she was like, oh, my dad, you know, he doesn't have Wi-Fi or whatever. Why not? It was a Joe Rogan podcast I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes and to she's his explaining, family house. Too. Yeah, he has to drive miles just to, you know, go visit his family because they all live, like, on the same ranch or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, like, hella dope. Like, you know, that's what it should really be about. Just, you know, your loved ones, just doing what you got to do and literally whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy, if it makes you wealthy, you know, power to you but just be happy I will, say, I will say being ha- just being happy is yeah it being is happy. definitely a lot harder yeah Especially, it is definitely cause like I said like with Billy Ray Cyrus he got the ability to like go off 
I I mean, unless I want to live off the land, I can't go off the. I think I could. I think if I were to have maybe like ten of ten of the people I actually have to have in my life with me, and we were just to go off grid and everything was just like self sustaining, I think I would live. I think everything would be Gucci. I wish I believed in myself as much as you. Listen, I like TV. <laughs> I like, <laughs> man, I like playing video games. I there's a lot of things I like. You know, I like going on roller coasters. Yeah, like I'm not saying that he don't do that stuff, but like for me, like I understand to do these things, I have to have money. <laughs> like, I can't. I, I don't think I can actually go live somewhere and like I know this the rest of my life is. But <laughs> that's that's what's up though. Let's, let's like that situation. You know what? Let's go into the let's go into the racist AI. Did you look up the racist AI at all? <laughs> I couldn't find much on it, honestly. So is it, is it like a uh? You know how like that one lady? Uh, it's not like a real lady, but it's the robot lady that they created, and she kind of became sentient. Essentially, oh, I can't remember her name was, but yeah, that that little yeah she, when she makes the is it kind of like how that is, and does she like take sides type of thing or no? So because that's that's nuts in its own. Wouldn't that have to be coded? So it's not as blatant as like it's saying. I mean, granted, there is a girl who made it AI, mm-hmm. the AI that like ask you what your race is, makes jokes, like cast like makes racist jokes based on that, like of like an employer or something like that but mm-hmm. that's just like a fun project she did but what I'm talking about was because there's a, there's a documentary come out on Netflix called Coded Bias comes out okay. April 5th and basically what the, what the documentary talks about is like how you look at the tech world the tech world is predominantly white males and okay because predominantly, like people who are coding and creating things is that yeah. what it's talking about? Okay. Yeah, the people who are creating things are predominantly like white males, and because of that, there's act like when they're creating this type of stuff, they're only created it from their viewpoint, and it's creating like you would think the programs are unbiased, but the programs they're creating are actually biased still, and they're like through the guise of like, oh yeah, it's through a system like, I did nothing about it. It's not biased, but it's like, they're talking about, you know, something they talked about was, you know, they did an auto-approval software. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you were white or something like that, like, you had higher approval ratings than if you were black. Like, and it's like, what what does it matter if it's if it should be solely based on like you have the income and all something like that, whatever? This is saying like how there's like that, basically that's what the documentary is about to go into about how all these like algorithms and AIs are like being programmed by these people, and there's like a there's like a bias underlying bias between under them. Like um, the example that I wrote down here is like when it comes for loans, housing, and job application, there's there are now uh, like basically if you get a like basically they're trying to say like if you go apply for a house right now 
and you got denied. It's because I'm black. Well, it's you're getting denied because of the algorithm, but then it's like knows that I'm black. Well, you're getting denied because of the algorithm, and they're saying like, well, because the algorithm denied you, it's like an automatic low. It's like there's no like question about it because the algorithm did it, but they don't understand that the algorithm actually has bias behind it. So why you didn't get accepted? Like they're talking about like even like when it came to picking out like the best candidates, it chose people mm-hmm. who were lighter complected over people who might have been darker complected. Uh-huh. So it's like stuff like that where it's like obviously like the algorithm did it, but it's like somebody approached that algorithm and that's that's the issue that's going on. And they're talking about like how they have to bring light to that because it's like it's not right. Where it's like oh no the we we put your name and stuff into this into this program and it tells if it, if you're uh, approved or not and it's like oh you did not yeah you know this is how it goes you know nothing we could, nothing we could do because the program did it like we didn't choose to do it but it's like oh fucker like what are you talking about like it's actually it's actually like I haven't watched the documentary yet obviously because it doesn't come out yet but I'm excited to learn more about it but I just wanted to know like kind of pick your brain on like. Do you ever feel like there was a situation that happened where I don't know something was biased that wasn't specifically a person, you know, like um in a way, uh, yeah, not really. Um for me, uh I would say just to make the question easier for me to answer growing up, I don't really deal with racism. Well, I, I mean, I did, but I didn't see it as racism because it's just, I just didn't really care. Like, I, I, I still don't, uh, essentially. Not like I don't care about uh, people being racist. I just don't live my life seeing myself just, I am the black man, if that makes sense, because I'm just human, essentially. Um, but I do, I, I, to answer your question, I do notice um, in my YouTube, my YouTube does look a little bit different compared to, you know, uh, other people's YouTubes. And uh, I would say algorithmically, it's based off of what I've searched. Now, um, a few months ago, I did come across a situation or a problem where um, this YouTuber named Corey Kenshin, I believe his name. He popped up on my YouTube and he had a situation or a problem with the YouTube algorithm actually not pushing his videos or not only not pushing his videos, but giving him strikes when he's doing the exact same thing as his uh, fellow co-workers who aren't black. Yeah. And comparing like, you know, his subscribers to, you know, his non-black subscribers, uh, like fellow, you know, YouTubers that are not black. Mm-hmm. He's noticed that, you know, even though they do the exact same thing, they're not catching any flack for it. They're not getting strikes. They're not getting in trouble. But as for him, because he is black, he feels like he's actually getting targeted. And he made a video about it. But at the time when I was watching the video, I did kind of feel like, um, why would it? Why should that even matter? Like, how how would something like that even? come across and as he was explaining it he went through um him having like you know like a manager like youtube you know representative of some sort 
who talks to YouTube directly to find out, you know, situations about his channel, his page, and how he's how it's affecting his paycheck, you know. But um, I do feel like it's it's not fair if 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 something like that were to be happening because of you know like a white coder or or whatnot. I don't think that the computer itself can distinguish off rip. Oh, yeah, he's black, you know. I, I mean, I have, to, I have to argue against sort of it. Like, huh? I have to argue against it. I feel like if there was some sort of like uh, influence due to the coder, um, then probably because it does make sense. Like, how how come his video would get him in trouble if it's going through the same process? You know what I mean? And after it goes through the same process there is actually a human um, observer who doubles down and actually like says, yeah, it's still not right. So for him to actually go through that process and still get doubled down and claim that he was still not in the right. It just shows that like it, there is a big possibility of the AI essentially being racist. Or I wouldn't even say right. Ra- like I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even say racist. It's just, it's just bias. You know, like, yeah, 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 like bias, not racist, but yeah, bias for sure. I'm not saying like they're like uh, that's nothing in the conversation to be had, but yeah, like yeah, like, yeah, it's not, they're not actively trying to prevent black people from being great. It's just you know a short yeah. end of the stick, essentially. Which is just like it's just like um, and the reason why I disagree, I'm gonna get back into why I disagree, but like a, a quick tangent is a, a story about like uh what happens to businesses. When a minority becomes CEO, okay. So I'm gonna tell you something that's a wild, some wild statistics. I feel like I shared it on here before. I think I shared it on the last podcast with my friend Ali, but I'll reiterate it again. Is this white males is the only group of people in America where, as you go up the ladder in promotions, there are more people like you. And when you think about that, that's wild. So the way I mean like this is like if I started off as a waiter, mm-hmm. the higher you go up, yeah, the less I'm, people of you that you would see. No, yeah, for for us, but for a white male, yeah. the more you will see. Like if I become a, if I start off as a waiter, there might be like fifty percent. You know, it might be like Blacks, twenty. Yeah. yeah, it might be twenty percent white males. But you go up, and now it's thirty percent white. Then you go to general manager, and it's like. 80% white males and you go to CEO and it's like 99% white males, you know, like white males are the only people in, in the world that when that, when they get promotions that happens. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, like when a minority goes up the ranks and it's like, it's not an issue until it gets up to the higher levels because they said as like, they, they did a study where, when it, like a woman, a black woman or a Mexican woman or a Latino male or a black male gets into a position of power like CEO, the people below him lose, um, I wouldn't use the word faith, but they basically like don't lose respect. They can't relate to him. Ah, uh, shit. And that, and that's you the know issue. That kind of reminds me of the whole, uh, Deion Sanders taking the head coach position. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of black people and uh, specifically don't rock with Deion Sanders anymore simply because he left HBCU. 
regarded, I did notice and, uh, you know, do a little bit of uh, watching on it. He did do it, almost everything he said he was going to do. He, 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 he did. He didn't, st- you know, he didn't stay. He, he told them he was going to stay a certain amount of time. You know, I, it's, it's a tough situation. I mean, I'm not, I can't tell Deion Sands what to do as a black man. It, it, it's kind of tough to see him do something like that. If I understand what his goal is, I can I see why he did what he did. And as I, what I noticed is though, like as soon as he left, he did take you know some black people with him to that organization. I don't think that he made a mistake or that he's wrong. I I just feel like he's executing his plan on a larger stage instead of just a black stage. If that makes sense. But see that. That's the problem that I have. That distinction. That there's two different stages? Exactly. Yeah, I hate that too. And it's not even that there's two different stages. It's the way we talk about black. We always talk about the black, not we, but people talk about the black stage like it's lesser than, like inferior. And that's the problem when that I have. When in actuality, it's just all one stage. Like HBCU still play against like colleges like Alabama. It's just... It's just pretty much all black. Yeah, that's (laughs) what what I'm saying. But it's like, that's why people are upset with him because it's like he had the power to, I mean, granted, like I said, they're asking him to risk like his legacy, which is the tough part. And I can understand. It's like they're asking him to like, yeah, build up this team. Yeah, you're going to get paid less money. Yeah, you, you might not get the same like notoriety. But the benefit, the long, the long-winded benefits that will come from that for the community of Black people is important, and that's why people are upset with him because it's like they feel like he don't value that. But at the end of the day, that's not Deion Sanders' job. Yeah, like it is because he's a Black man, but it ain't because he not put the put the whole Black community back. Exactly. But I I do agree. I agree with the notion that the problem is like. We are, we, why do we put the Sanders in this position to not do something like that? Yeah. Which is weird. Like regardless if, if of whatever he did or whatever he's doing, I think it should just still be like good job. You know what I mean? Cause he's doing a good job. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, as I've grown up, my perspective on everything has just changed as far as stuff like that. Like, like exactly. Obviously we, we had Martin Luther King's birthday pass recently, recently. Mm-hmm. If you go back and listen to his speech, especially the speech right before his assassination, he was gearing the change because he was talking about like there's obviously like you know, when we think of civil rights movement, we think about Jim Crow era. It's easy to like, oh yeah, KKK is bad. Yeah. Separate schools is bad. Separate water fountains, separate bathrooms. All this stuff is wild. Like We can, we can recognize that because it's so egregious, mm-hmm. but issues like like Obama, not Obama, Martin Luther King has a speech, has an interview where he's talking about like the struggle of dealing with um segreg to deal with uh, I guess you could say segregation in the ghetto, 
mm. was the is the hardest. Like dealing dealing with the issue of inequality in the ghetto is the hardest because it's not an enemy you could point at. You know, like so example, like when you talk about like biases, and I'll bring it back full circle with this, is like when you talk about biases, it's like, oh, how's there a bias like you apply for the job and you got denied the job because you weren't qualified, right? Well, there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes into into that. Okay, you why am I unqualified? I'm unqualified because I didn't go to a qualified school. Why is it my school's qualified? Qualified because it's underfunded. Why is my school underfunded? Because it's in a predominant black neighborhood, medium income, far below average medium income of, of white earners. Okay, like well, how does that work? Oh, because they created a school district and the school district is predominantly in the black community. Schools don't get the same support that its white counterparts get. Stuff like that where it's like, so yeah, obviously they have the same quote unquote opportunity, but they really didn't. Like, I'm not saying it's like a full, a full-fledged excuse because there's obviously people who have made it past that, but that's what what Martin Luther King was gearing up to fight against was the ghetto because the ghetto is the equivalent in his eyes of the South. It's like it's the same thing. Like there's a segregation, but it's on an economic level. That's why it's hard to get people to fight against it because it's not in your face. You know, like when you see that black men make have a higher uh, or less retention and whatnot, and they make less money and stuff like that. It's hard to understand what, what all goes behind that unless you actually, you know, it's harder to get people to, because not people are going to willing to do the research to learn like what all goes into that. And that's like, um, that's like, that's basically like issue. That's that like comes with the coded bias stuff is like, like I talked to a friend at save Mart. The issue is like you. So it's like, say this thing is like yeah if it says somebody's from the west side we're not gonna hire them like why does it matter he's from the Based west off side. of their address like they look at their address and they hope nope. yeah exactly like okay, okay this is like they're based off the address is like no it's like what does the address have to do with the person get me it's like stuff like that where it's like the people who it shouldn't define who i am yeah no i know what you mean it's like yeah like the people who created this have this bias about certain stuff they're like, yeah, like, you don't want, you know, people in these areas or their eyes, people in these areas are less or less or don't have the support, maybe travel to this location or whatever, whatever, whatever. So because of that, we put them low, unless they have qualifications that balance that out, they're less, they're less likely to get the job, even though still an 18 year old black boy. 18 year old white boy have no experience difference is what they're where they live their upbringing yeah what yeah it's basically wild. Exactly, like where they live it's like yeah oh. which is wild that's what i'm saying like it's stuff like that where it's like you know like and you you've we know it's true because like i've done my own personal social experience experiments there's documented social experience where it's like a dude named jose applies for a lot of jobs don't get them Changes his name to Joe, applies for the same jobs with the same resume, and he gets more callbacks. So it's like, 
we have to acknowledge that it happens. Is it fair? No, but we understand it's that's it's a thing. Like they're talking about that's what this this documentary is trying to go into. Like it, it goes as far as far as even the algorithms are doing this. You know, like I don't know if you saw with China and America. I don't know if you saw that with TikTok. Yeah, where it's like in America, they'll show children dancing videos and stuff like that. But in China, they show them science videos. Yeah, it's it's a whole different. It's actually an educational like app. Yeah, and it's like so. It's like stuff like that, where it's like even stuff like that. Like that's another example of a coded bias. Like they're literally coded coding the algorithm to be biased based on demographic. It's like it's wild because <laughs> you're like saying like, oh, it's fair because algorithm gives you what you want. It's like, but you also don't know what you want until you're given it. You gave kids. Yeah. You know, we were younger. We used to like Bill Nye Science Guy. Why wouldn't kids like Bill Nye Science Guy now? Yeah, but they won't know if it's not presented to them. We, not to mention, if you keep, you keep pushing on other stuff on them. Yeah. If I keep pushing the dances on them, after a while, like, well, yeah, all my friends are doing the dances. Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get on with the dances. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Just thinking about that, like, I feel like what we were presented with like growing up compared to the choices that we have now aren't the same if that makes sense we have less choices makes it but it makes we make it seem like we have more choices you think we have less choices today than before <laughs> yeah i think we have way more choices i think we're in the age of free will oh i as much as i want to believe much that choice because working in the food industry, I've noticed people are very picky, and it's simply because we have just too many choices. If but, there was only like three choices, like in and out, you know, it's not as many problems. But think about that. Then, you know what I mean. Saying you have many choices, but it's only the choices that they give you. No, no, no. Like, if we have too many choices, people make a decision. More... Yeah, but. Because of too many choices and too many decisions, I think people—I don't want to say make the wrong choice, but I don't know. It's... I'm saying we don't have that many choices, though. They think about it. it. It seems like it. Example: You graduate school. What's your choices? Go to college or not go to college? Exactly. Go to college, go to military, or go to work. But that's a lot of choices in an umbrella within itself. You know what I mean? I mean, but I mean, if we got, we got to be. No, we really think about it, it's really just three choices. The same three choices that our parents had. Go to college, go to military, or go to work. Mm-hmm. We make it we can make it seem like it's a lot of choices, you know, like because obviously you can go to work and do what, go to college and do what. But we really boil it down, it's really just three choices. Are you gonna go to work, go to the workforce? Are you going to <laughs> Go to college. Or work for yourself. Yeah, work for the government. Like it's really. I mean, like work for yourself, work for the government, or work for a corporation. <laughs> I'm mean, we being honest, like, cause, like, you th- cause you think about like that all, cause it, everybody goes the same road. Like you said, you see people who are still in college, people who are still working, or people who are still in the military. Like the like, yeah, there was like obviously like you go to military, you can go Air Force, Marines, whatever, whatever. I mean, like. 
it seems like we got choices like oh like i'm going you know i'm going to college for kinesiology i'm going to college for communications but i'm going to college for that but it's like people get out of school they're still and, gonna go to college to work for another corporation to continue the cycle i, I get what you mean yeah you get out of college and that guys end up same y'all end up in the same situation y'all end up in the same situation in debt, <laughs> looking for a job <laughs> and like i mean but i'm not trying to be funny but this is that's what it is like you know yeah no it, it's just ironic <laughs> ironically funny though that's why it's like damn yeah, and it's it like, makes but, sense. It, but it seems like it's multiple choices, right? Like, like, look, oh, look at you. Look at, I know your friend went to college over here, but like, what the college at Santa Barbara, and you got this degree in this and like that. And don't get me wrong, there's people who go to school, they love what they do, and they go work in that career and work in that field. But there's a lot of people who go to college, get this degree, and don't even touch anything in that field. Or they Facts. do, and they're like, you know what? Actually, me. Facts. And now, you got like a, a high level manager at fucking Nordstrom. Oh, yeah, like, oh, you went to school? Yeah, I got my master's degree. Yeah, fucking kinesiology. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 what? <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so, uh, like I said, so I, I do I agree there's a lot of choices? There is. But, like, my grandpa used to tell me, son, just make it. There really ain't that many choices. Like, you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Really, there's two choices. Like you wanna like, oh, if I do it, what if what if this happens? What is it? Son, it's either you're gonna do it or you're not gonna do it. It's like, damn. When I thought about stuff like that, like I think about stuff like this, like, we don't got that many choices. Yeah. Now we have a lot more consequences. Oh, definitely. I feel like I that's true. Yeah. Like yo, my my mom went to school, got out of school, and paid off her debt. I don't think a lot of people are gonna pay off their debt by forty. My mom paid her debt off before she was even forty years old. I think a lot of people gonna be able to pay off their debt by forty, and there's no incentive to. No. Yeah. My mama bought a house. Do you think, based on like, like how we were, like how you were raised, like your mindset is just completely different? from the average minority of our group. Leave me. Like based off of what was presented to you uh, fundamentally growing up, your outlook on life is completely different from well not completely different, but it's aligned with the majority of humans based off of how we were raised? Uh, it depends. You know, my mom like, and my grandma. Like, for an example, like, grandpa. your your mindset towards, like, work in general is significantly, is, is, is greater because of what you were presented as a child compared to, like, let's say another black guy that didn't have the same upbringing. What, that's what I'm saying. I, I would say I grew, you know, I grew up in the traditional black struggle, you know, PGE was off. I was in high. I was going to Bullard. PGE was off. Home and PGE off. Gotta go to grandma's house and you know lived on live in Butler Park or lived near Butler Park and on the east side on the west side and you know like you know grandma going to the store and buying Artie peeled potatoes 
because they were cheaper and they they were gonna throw them away at the end of the day like type stuff like that like i've seen it but i've also i, I guess for me like i've also seen like the other side of it like seeing like my my cousin's grandpa like start his his wife start a a daycare business and putting themselves in position to further the catering business but then further that to get to the point where they can live off that you know like i i realize like it's really not you know i hate to be that way but it's not that i don't think it's that hard i think i think it's just and like i i would say so there is a difference but like i all we all i started from the same place you know, I, I'm the only person in my family who's financially not not only person, but in my immediate family, my mom, my sister, and all them. I'm the only one who's like financially savvy. Like I'm the one like help with savings, help my sister with, with her credit card and understanding stuff like that. Like that was before me. That wasn't a thing. My grandma, she we gave her a credit card. She spent nine hundred dollars in one month. Dang. So it's like even though my situation was the same, it's just more about some people, some people just don't see past that. You know, we saw that Mm -hmm. with like Jay-Z, Jay-Z saw past where he was as a rapper and stuff like that. But some people can't see them pat themselves past being a rapper, ex drug dealer, you know, like I don't Mm want to be, I I see myself. Yeah. I see myself as I could be anything. Um, and like I understand that I'm black and there's like obstacles in that way. But I just also understand that there's that means I have to go about things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and some people don't, you know, some people don't. You know, some people I was also I also had a lot of easy breaks. You know, my dad wasn't in my life fully. But I had a grandpa who was there and who was able to instill wisdom in me. Some people didn't have stuff like that. So they don't have Know, they might have only the side that their mom, uh, the world that their mom told them, and they might be starting off life a little bit different, seeing their wa- their world view from a more woman perspective, which mm-hmm. no can. I don't find nothing wrong with issues. that. I was raised by my mom. No, I said no, I said it could, it's caused some issues, but it, I mean, it it don't stop you from succeeding, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like I said, but it's just the it's just you know the way the cards are drawn. I don't think. I do understand that some people can't see past their circumstances, but I feel like my outlook on the world is is based on largely based on my experience, but also because I never saw I never saw myself as a, saw myself as the experiences that I experienced. Like the like the the life that I came from is not how I saw myself. It was more I want this. What do I need to do to it to get this? Mm-hmm. Like, what are other people doing who are in this lifestyle? What are they doing, and what can I replicate now? And to set yourself up for that. Yeah, and I, I think some people don't have that mindset. I think that's just. I think I don't know if that's just a genetic thing. I don't know if that's just you know the dominoes were stacked that way. I don't know. I don't think it was. There's other people I've met that are in that same mentality, different. Uh, circumstances so i don't know 
think hmm. about it. You feel like you think differently because of that? I, I find I find it very interesting uh, growing up, um, seeing how differently, like I guess I would get treated compared to other black people. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I got treated worse nor better. I just feel like I got treated differently. Like I got handled differently, if that makes sense. In the sense to the of point to where, In the sense of like, you're black, but you don't seem black. If that makes sense, I I get it, but I don't, I, I hate when people used to say that to me. I I hated it too, but then when I realized like what I liked compared to what black people like, I I kind of got it. But then it was like I feel like if black people were also presented with the things that I was uh, raised with. I think they they would like that as well but the fact that like most most of us like black people were just kind of just live within ourselves if that makes sense well you know you gotta so i mean it's like i said they always got they always go back to history you know um like i said martin luther king he gave a speech or he gave a in, in, in an interview he said um you understand it's hard for people to understand that when you, you know, Jim, you know, uh, antebellum slavery use black slaves as a means of an end and to make something that means of an end means to think of, to thingify is what he said that, that person. So when you make a person feel like an object there's obviously uh, mental damage that is done and you do that to a generation of people. Um, there's repercussions of that. So I think we see that a lot in our, um, still in our culture, you know, obviously some people have moved past it or a lot of people are moving past, it. you know, you're seeing more black people get married and you're seeing more people, you know, uh, living a life of purpose, but, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of issues because it's like there is you know that that's that's just what it is like we were put in a situation where it was like you are nothing you know like uh used every tactic in the book to make somebody believe that the you you're cursed or you're putting this position for, you're putting this position for a reason don't try to do better like um take what's given to you and just deal with that you know and like he said he's like you know that age old saying pull yourself up by your own bootstraps but he's like how can you say that to somebody without boots yeah you well, telling a bootless you man to someone who doesn't even feel that way yeah so it's when I think of that situation, I can't, even though I can empathize with why somebody would say like, you're not black. You know, I've had people like, I tell them like people that I only date black women, they get surprised. Like, whoa, whoa, what you mean? I don't even think it really matters though. You know what I mean? Like who I date or, you know, if yeah. a black person is with another black person or if they're not with a black person, I just don't think it really matters. Yeah, I I feel it. I I just for me it's a cultural thing. Like you know, I I 
black person who look like me you know be proud of what they look like and you know want to be something else yeah not not want to find an escape because you know like uh sometimes people who are mixed kids and i don't think this is true for all of them but sometimes some mixed kids feel like when it's tough being black they they um they rather just go with the other side I don't know if it I mean this that's the experiences I've seen in my life where it's like you know I've talked to some people and they're like yeah I didn't I don't care with my other family we didn't really kick it with my black side of you know whatever whatever and I mean it is what it is but like for me like something that's important for me especially somebody who grew up with a black mom black dad is like I I never wanted to be anything but black and I was always proud to be black I love being black and I want instill that in my kids and I understand that it would be easier done if my kids parents is also their my kids mo- mother is also black then hmm. like if they're mixed and it's like what? friends treat me differently no what not um but that's just a personal preference I don't think you know, I'm not I'm not to the point where like if I fell in love with somebody who wasn't black, I wouldn't date them and have kids with them. But it's more a preference. No, I understand. It's the same reason why I named my son Jeremiah, because people called me Jeremiah. And it's just for him to skip that whole step. I just named him Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. well, I named him Jeremy for him to, to be called Jeremiah when I could just name him Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, even like I said, it's. it's that's his own thing. And like I said, and it's one of those things where like, I don't, I don't, I do feel like as black people, we make a lot of excuses. Um, but that, I feel like that can only be said from a black person to a black person. When I hear a white person saying that black people make a lot of excuses. Um, they can't say that necessarily yeah, because that, they've never even been black or even understood why we have to make excuses it's because we're already starting off behind. <laughs> se- severely behind. And it's like, it's literally proof of blacks becoming the highest, the fastest growing uh, income in business ownership and stuff like that. And they like down and like press those people for years after slavery. So it's like, I mean, you can, I, it's really hard for somebody who's not black to tell me like black people, they know what excuses. we're going to is like, like, I mean, they got valid excuses excuses in my book yeah could we need to do better but at the same time it's like you oppress the people for so long and you expect them to stay together since because you know it's uh to to talk about this something else podcast but it's like you know i i to go back with the whole like deon sanders thing it's like i understand deon sanders but it's like you want you know HBCUs are losing funding year over year. That you know their alumni aren't investing, aren't sending money back to their colleges on the same level that like PWIs are. You know we don't have any black grocery stores. We don't have any black banks. We don't have any. I mean we got Greenwood Bank, but we'll see how far that goes. I believe in Greenwood Bank, but you know we don't have any major institutions that are important to sustain to, to give us some kind of economic power in the world 
And I think that that's what, and we're getting further and further behind. And that's what keeps us in the place that we're in. Like when you think about every other race, there's Indian grocery stores. There's, there's a, a Asian grocery stores. There's, um, there's, um, Mexican grocery stores, Mexican insurance, Mexican banks, banks that speak predominantly Mexican, like that, that gets toward their, toward those people, you know, like, Oh, there's schools, there's these different institutions that help support those communities um, and build them up. And we don't have black community, we don't have those things. Think about it like all the celebrities that we have that are black, that you, you can name a whole lot of celebrities that are black that have billions of dollars. And for us to not have those things is kind of outlandish, kind of wild. And maybe. That's like the that's like the one of those things where it's like, oh, like he had as you know Greenwood Bank is named after Greenwood. They had their own economy and everything. Like, you no, know, that's why that's why like James Baldwin said it first. I, it or, or, or to quote it, it's like, you no, know, saying that you know integration is like is. Le- black people into a burning building and that's what he said I'm afraid that I led my people into a burning building because by leading people into integration and adopting um, white businesses and being a part of white society they um, have neglected their own culture society now victim to whatever they white people black people Mm. That that's all. I think that spirit is why people who are proud black and don't have the platform or resources to 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 move to move stuff are mad at a Deion Sanders because Deion's being at being at a HBCU, a lot of high caliber black talent have would. Have wanted to go to school, be around Deion Sanders, instead of going to Alabama. <laughs> but like you know, like I don't any other, mean. yeah, like uh, it, it would it would have seen a lot of people go to those, then help more problems on the back end. But like I said, that wasn't. I don't think that was his job. As a as a black man, it kind of sucks. If you not gonna do it, who gonna do it? Because if Dion not gonna do it, then how you expect somebody below Dion to do it? Dion is like the goat. But I think if if we all as black people like held each other accountable and and actually like checked each other, I think that it would also benefit us greatly instead of you know we try we do our best. But I feel like the way we check each other is not well, on not a, a loving basis, if that makes sense. It's it's more of like a, I don't know, like I'm I'm a, I'm better than you basis, you know what I mean? Instead of like a, hey, we, we gotta get this other. right, you know what I mean? We do stun on each other. For sure we do, but it's it's a tough situation, you know. It was a guy. He said he wanted to give classes 
to or he wanted to give more advice to black people but he said the only way they would listen is if he bought a Rolls Royce so he bought a Rolls Royce which is mm -hmm. wild when you think but, about it, like I have to buy somebody has to buy a Rolls Royce to prove to, prove to you to prove to you that I got money yeah when, when in reality like I should just be able to show you my express bank account. to you like how much I love something or love someone or how happy I am just for you to, to like you know be on the same caliber but like what we were as a people what we chase is isn't necessarily good anymore more of just materialistic things and just to fill a fill of space when in reality we're not really happy i mean i'm happy I'm and i think that's why we're checking each other the wrong way because i don't know where everybody was going through. i'm chilling <laughs> don't get me wrong we got our issues definitely got our issues uh, I mean like I said it's, it's my co I, got a, I, got a, I got a cousin that's some, some about that like it's hard to check somebody when he, they gotta be they kinda gotta be like leading a horse to water they gotta be willing to be open to that and I don't you know again there's a lot of there's a lot factors in, in play but it's like it's uh you know i can't tell you that you shouldn't buy that gucci and you should you know save that money and, and buy in buy something more important or or take that money and invest it in the business and do and do xyz it's hard to tell you that from the same position you know Dang, I think my man phone died. Oh. Well, y'all. I feel like this happened with DX. But, y'all, um, sorry about that. We went a little ranty. It's me and my boy, Jeremy. I mean, we're proud black men. Um, so, obviously, when we talk about issues in black society we definitely get passionate um and even though as a black society we got a lot of work to do i do want to say to any black men or black women listening to this i want to know that i i love you guys i'm proud of where we are we still need to do better but I, I think there's nothing more cooler or better in this world than to be black. And I hope we continue to perpetuate that idea and, and continue to raise the social equity of what it means to be black. You know, don't think it's right for us to, you know, for black things, you know, when you think of black businesses or black restaurants or black whatever to see seen in a, in a, in a worse light, you know, are you back? Yeah, I'm, I'm back. I don't know what happened. I thought your phone died. <laughs> I was going on a monologue. Nah. But yeah, I just feel like we should, uh, being black is cool. Being black is great. I love all my black people. You black hit me up. Let's get Facts. to this paper. Stop acting like strangers, black people.
that's a California thing because I was in Houston, man. Man, I love Houston. I don't love Houston as in the city, man. Seeing all them black people just did something to my spirit. I got so I got so fired up. Oh, if you like that, go to Maryland. Go to Chocolate City. I went to an Asian restaurant and seen black people working, and that made me happy. My my girlfriend's dad got a Chinese restaurant. That's gas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I a picture after this about what it, what he got mirrored on the wall. It's hilarious, but yeah, man. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we end this? Uh, shoot, no. Just glad to you know finally get a chance to chop it up with my bro. Anytime, big Jardy. For most people who don't know, my <laughs> boy's Jardy. nickname is Mace Windu. You remember when you got that nickname from when we went to Bases Loaded? Oh, no. We seen Mace Y'all Windu. Was me. Y'all was has to go in on me. <laughs> I used to really go in on me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie, we used to be bullies, bro. I don't uh, know why, but medium key. we used to be bad. Hey, I mean, listen, I used, I didn't see it that way. I mean, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I used to be there for it. As long as I didn't get Antoine up, I was chilling. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the that's the that was the bullying that's I never bully. wanted. That was the person oh, who got man. bullied and used to also bully awkwardly. Hey, hey yo, shout out to Antoine for real. Antoine, I, I, last time I spoke to him, he's actually doing pretty good. He has like a, I believe, a daughter now, working. You know, has his own place. So shout out to Antoine, he's cool. But man, the graduating class of 2015, 2014, 2013, 2012 at Bullard, man. That was a. That was an era. That's definitely an era. Definitely I'm, an era. Everybody from that class, well, not everybody, but majority of the people that I see are. Uh, random yeah. shout outs to everybody at Bullet. I would name drop people, but I don't, I don't know y'all like that. <laughs> shout out to Darian, though. Darian Duckett? Yeah, Darian Duckett. Shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Kalia Ashley. Shout out to all of Avid. Man. Ashley, shout out to the. Deja, to the, the everybody. Yup, yup. Man. Shout out to Zoology. <laughs> Let's start giving out random shout outs. Shout, shout out to Miha. Miha. Oh, man. Out. That was everybody, man. Man, for real. Big shout out. I love Fresno. Every time, and listen, y'all see me on social media. Y'all see me in person. Just say hi, bro. I, I swear I haven't changed. <laughs> I promise My man's the changed. exact same. <laughs> I, I live will talk to any. I don't want some lonely. Too. I think, I think you're the only person that I can like check in on like every two years and then be exact same. Like we could pick up where we left <laughs> yeah. off. Like ain't nothing changed. Like I'd be like, man, I haven't seen the jar in like two years. I hit him up, boop. It's exactly the same. Yeah, that's what somebody recently. Somebody recently mm-hmm. said that they called me. It was like, you the only call that. I didn't call them. Yeah. There ain't, I, I don't think it's anybody I'm really ducking. Can't think of one person I'm ducking. As long as you don't, as long as you ain't doing nothing negative in your life, then I don't got the reason to duck you. Not be wilding. We'll get to yeah. like a. Hey. 
<laughs> Are you I'm trying to have busy? a good record, man. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. Let's I'm up. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Appreciate you having me, big dog. If you guys enjoy the podcast, do me a favor. Subscribe. We're on all platforms, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify um, YouTube. More. I need to get back on the YouTube. I haven't recorded videos the last two times. The last video I recorded, the, the light settings was crazy. I don't know what I was doing. I fucked it up. Um, y'all can follow, y'all can subscribe to me on YouTube though. I've been doing, don't judge me. I've been doing vlogs. Y'all want to know my secret. I also, also got a newsletter if y'all want to subscribe to that. Um, but do me a big favor. I really want you guys, if you guys are on Apple podcast, uh, give it five stars. Can you rate this thing on Apple podcast? Even if you don't listen to Apple podcast, can you just go on there? Give this podcast five stars. If you want to be on it, hit me up at. Uzi underscore Luke Jr. Luke Jr. on Instagram. Talk to almost anybody as long as you ain't Wilden. I don't know who be Wilden. <laughs> but you know, if you want to have a conversation, I'm completely down. That's the whole point of this podcast is to talk to special friends and special people. Um Yeah, is there any is there anything you want to share? Any you got any as uh Charlamagne guy say you got any church announcements? Mm. No self plugs. Um, if you ever come across someone asking if you've ever heard about God the Mother, you know, take the time, listen. I think it's very important, but you know, to each his own. Never heard anything like it before. It's pretty cool, but mm, I'm on Instagram. It's just my name. Hey, you'll find me there. Uh, Facebook, same, same. Mm, nothing there, but what's your name? You know, Jeremy Wheeler. You feel me? it always feels weird to say in your own whole name your whole gubby but yeah that's that's me you need to find me uh i guess a message you know or just hit up jardy you know he'll find me (laughs) pretty much it yeah thanks for having me big dog problem get you guys on the next one peace Stop the beat. Now back to that one.